0: how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and I am so grateful that we get to spend a few minutes together today. Now, in this episode, you are going to hear from an absolute rock star in our industry, the one and only Julie George, and she shares a part of her story that you may not have heard before. You see, she experienced some major corporate burnout that actually manifested itself into physical problems, and Julie took about 18 months to turn her life around, and she did that using the power of short-term rentals. I can't wait for you to hear this part of the story. So let's go ahead and dive in. So we are here with the one and only Julie George. And Julie, it is such a pleasure as always to have the opportunity to talk with you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us.
1: Oh, thank you, Stace. What a great excuse just to catch up with my buddy, my friend, uh, my girlfriend, Stacey St. John, who it was so nice to meet you in person in Nashville. Uh, just earlier this year, we shared the stage. I still have it as my cover photo on Facebook as, you know, the the women's power panel, Stacey, Rachel Gainsborough and myself were able to grace that stage, but so much fun. And congratulations on this new podcast. Audience, if you are tuning in right now, you're listening to Stacey. I just know that this lady is going to continue to bring you some incredible episodes. And I'm just really pleased that I get to be on your show. Oh my
0: gosh. Well, I am super pleased that you're here
1: with me. So Julie, I know
0: that we've had the opportunity to chat on many occasions. But I would love for you, if you're okay with it, if anyone is new and just kind of getting to know Julie George for the first time, can you walk us through your story and how you got started in short-term rentals?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my favorite story to tell, but do you know what? I'm thinking today, because there are a lot of people that maybe have heard this story over and over and over again. I'm going to give you a bit of a different perspective and let's dive a little deeper because I am talking to my girlfriend and I can openly tell you maybe a little bit more about why I got started. It's something that not a lot of people know about. But if we back up to 2014, 2015, I went through a pretty awful time. I was working a corporate job. I actually was working for the equivalent to Yellow Pages. Now, if anybody's out there in, um, listening in and nodding their head and knowing what the Yellow Pages is, it's before Google. We used to have to look up our inner a directory, a phone book. But I was out selling phone book ads and I was in a high stress job. Sales manager of about 100 people flying around Australia, working this crazy and well, it felt like a twenty four seven job. Phone was constantly attached to my ear. Three out of four weeks, I was away from my family, and it got to the point where I actually suffered. Well, it was like a burnout. I, I, I had a complete breakdown, and it's something that I do talk about in my book Million Dollar Host, but only briefly. It's something I don't like to dwell on. But what I realized was that when I went through this breakdown. It was like a stroke. I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. It was bloody awful. I had a husband at the time, which I don't have anymore. Maybe (laughs) this might be what, no, it's not why, but I was very grateful that he, and we're still very good friends, but he was magnificent. He, He basically had to take care of me for about 18 months while I recovered from this burnout and this corporate breakdown. I had to get my shit together. And excuse my language, but I really had to get it together again. And I went to naturopaths, acupuncture, meditation, psychologists. I just had to try and find myself again. But through that, I realized that stress is not my friend. So I needed to change my lifestyle. I could not work corporate jobs anymore. I could not be a nine to five, Monday to Friday, and then work weekends as well, unofficially. I needed to find Something in my life that where I could work on it, not in it. And now that's the famous catchphrase that I'd often use now about working on it, not in it. Now everybody understands why if they're listening in. But I then found real estate. It always had been a hobby to me. I decided that I was going to get my real estate license and sell real estate. It was through that medium and at that time that one of my furnished one bedroom apartments became available and my long-term tenant moved out. I decided to give this Airbnb fad a go and find out what the phenomenon was. So of course, listed it on on short-term rentals, Airbnb, fell in love with the reciprocal reviews, the extra money, the fact I could use my property myself, put my mother-in-law in there when she came to stay. She didn't have to stay with me. fell in love with it, but then also decided if it works for me, it's going to work for other property investors. And it was really at that time that I discovered that I could do this as a business and a property management business where I could take fully furnished homes, list those on Airbnb, operate them as short-term rentals and charge a commission to the homeowner. So it was a win-win. The homeowner was earning a lot of money. I suddenly had a flexible flexible business opportunity that I was the boss of and I could work as well I can say as work as much or as little as I wanted but in the initial stages we all know short-term rentals you do put a lot of work in it's a lot of uh, (laughs) a lot of your own grunt work but eventually the plan was to get a team underneath me so that they do all the grunt work and I can work on it not in it and eventually 130 properties later, two and a half years after I started the business, I was at a point where I was working 10 hours a week. And that was perfect for my stress levels. I could actually take time off when I wanted to. I had a team who could run the business. And yeah, so there's the little secret that I really haven't divulged to many people, but I had a burnout breakdown, couldn't handle the stress of corporate work anymore, had to find a solution. Short-term rentals came along and yay, so it worked out.
0: I think you're really hitting home with so many people who are listening where they may not today be experiencing the same level of burnout that you went through. But I think maybe a lot of women can see that on the horizon. They feel that right this very moment that they don't want to be in that corporate grind anymore and they're discovering that short-term rentals could be a really viable option for them to get out of that day-to-day nine to five or should I say 24-7 grind that the corporate world can bring.
1: Look, you just escaped that grind as well. So it's, you know, and that's one of my favorite things about now in the coaching and education arena that I'm in, I'm actually seeing others find that solution for their lives and finding that lifestyle balance and being able to escape the corporate well you're not a slave to the cubicle anymore that you can actually forge your own path and be your own boss and especially with little kids or children or trying to have a keep a marriage <laughs> you know that's that's got to be important to be able to find that lifestyle balance and and look after your health as well i look back on photos in 2014 2015 I was 50 pounds heavier. I looked 20 years older. And folks, if you're on social media, scroll back in my Facebook photos. You will be shocked and you'll see just how stress can play a really massive part on your health.
0: Absolutely. I was just actually talking about that in one of my mastermind groups earlier today that, you know, someone else had said, boy, stress can Manifest itself in a really ugly way physically. You know, not only through maybe poor eating habits or taking up vices, but also just in lack of sleep and the way that, you know, your body unfortunately doesn't always cooperate with what you want it to do.
1: That's so true. That's so true. And, and you know, if if you are listening in now and you feel like you're on the edge of that, that's, you know, that stress is taking hold of your life, just know that there is a solution out there, short-term rentals. If I was able to escape that stress and and get on top of it, and Stacey, you've done it too, and I'm seeing a lot of others, it's a pretty cool solution and uh, yeah, it gives us that balance, that lifestyle balance. So yay!
0: I want to ask you a couple of questions about when you were in the throes of growing your short term rental business. Something that you had mentioned is that you were looking for a flexible solution. You were thinking about from the start building a team that could do all the heavy lifting for you, maybe figuratively and literally, but you really had a vision from the start, it sounds like. Can you walk us through about when you were looking to grow your business? What did that look like on your end? And and how did you get clear on that vision?
1: It's funny because, you know, right at the beginning, it was just like I really had thought, okay, I could probably get five or six properties and that will replace my income and I and it will probably pay for somebody to help me do the cleaning. That was my initial vision. What I had to do is keep reassessing and resetting that vision and maybe every six months go, okay, let's dream a little bigger. Let's keep dream, you know, my and whenever I sign a, a book these days the tagline is always dream big and then dream bigger because you've just got to know that you can keep you can do whatever you want but you you've just got to keep resetting your goals and and I think that's one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs is that they fit they almost limit themselves they go okay I want to earn a hundred thousand dollars this year well guess what when they get to a hundred thousand suddenly those silent breaks come on and that's it they stuck they stick at a hundred thousand what you've got to do is keep Dreaming bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know I I I'm going to let you in on what I'm what I'm doing in the next six months, and it is beyond my wildest dreams. So when I developed this business, host my home, a property management business, to 130 properties, eight million dollars income. You know, I look at that transaction history, that Airbnb for two and a half years, eight million dollars income. What the hell? Like no one would ever have dreamt that up right at the beginning and i just i but it was really about coming back and keep resetting those goals and keep dreaming bigger and then just make sure that you're not limiting yourself either so so folks out there anything is possible it's just it, it's just you that might be holding yourself back
0: i couldn't love that more. I'm, you know, a big student of mindset and the power of your mind and training your brain for success and what you believe you can absolutely achieve. And it, it sounds as though you are cut from the same cloth. So I love you on that.
1: You know, it's funny because you talk, like people talk about the law of attraction. I feel like I've been living it all my life and, you know, it's just, I just didn't know what it was. I just kept going, right, come on universe, what else have you got for me? And all of a sudden, something else brilliant just pops into my lap. I mean, you know, right now, Brad Pitt or George Clooney, it'd be nice if they just popped into my lap, but come on universe, I'm looking for a a rich bachelor. No, but it's funny, you know, you you dream big and suddenly anything's possible. You've just got to start with that dream and then, you know, work backwards.
0: Can I say this too? You have to start with the dream, but you also have to believe that you can achieve it. Uh, Right? And I have a feeling that you, well, you tell me, I have a feeling that you've always believed in yourself. Is that true?
1: 100%. 100%. But you know what makes that hard is when you have naysayers in your life or people that maybe want to knock you down or give you a hard time or or question what you're doing if if you let that get to you then game over because you've got to keep believing that you have got the guts and the and the grit to get through and and determination to to achieve these dreams so i never never even faltered in that so you know i, I look back now and Well, I remember going to the real estate, the the boss of the real estate agency, when I came up with the idea of short-term rental property management, I said to him, I've got this great idea, let's introduce this to our business, we're going to make lots of money. He laughed at me, he looked at me like I said we were going to open up a lemonade stand And do you know what I did? I promptly went back to my desk, typed up a resignation letter and handed it to him. So just don't be around people like that. If, and that's one of the things when I'm coaching people, I just say, you know, you've got to be around people that lift you up and give you energy. If you are around people that drain you or doubt you, you've got to let them go. So, but just keep forging forward. But yes, belief, mindset, dreaming big, all of those things combined, you can achieve incredible things.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about as well, when you were in that heavy growth mode, obviously you you had a vision, you believed you could do it. You were clearly executing. What did you experience as the biggest challenge during that two and a half year period where you were really rapidly scaling your business? So what was your biggest challenge and how did you deal with that?
1: oh where do we start do we talk laundry do we talk owners do we talk guests do we talk about terrible decisions in making property choices you know i think the one thing that it came down to was that there was no there was no real education in our space at that time 2016 it's not that long ago but certainly there were no podcasts there were no books there were no, there was, you know, YouTube was very light on in teaching. So we had, I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn trial and error that not every property is a good property. That doing the laundry yourself may not be a great option. I still don't know how to fold a fitted sheet. But I think it was just making those, all those little logistical mistakes. And I just think anybody who's listening now wanting to replicate the success that I have had, You'll do it a lot faster than I did because you'll be able to take the blueprint of what perhaps I did and just implement it into your community. You'll be able to learn from Stacey's podcasts and then take that knowledge and put it to practice. So that's probably, but, you know, the challenge is, oh gosh, you know, everything from, from finding, well, find, I guess, actually, no, finding the right team members, I didn't have trouble with that, but, but just actually dealing with team members that the, the having staff was a bit of a challenge and having to realize that I can't be everyone's best friend I do have to make some tough calls sometimes that was probably one of the biggest challenges that I faced
0: so let's talk a little bit more about that staff and the team members that that you mentioned do understand in managing people you know it, it can be difficult to draw that line in the sand where, you know, hey, I want to have a great relationship with you. But at the end of the day, we are a business and this is a business relationship. But I want to ask you about finding your team members and the types of folks that you found to be the most successful ones on your team. Talk to us a little bit about that.
1: And this is where I find a lot of hosts who come to me with they've got, you know, maybe some challenges in finding people. But I want you, folks, if you're listening right now, this is where you need to change your mindset and your narrative as well. And so rather than going out and looking for people to take on a J-O-B, I was going out with a business opportunity for budding entrepreneurs. So I was starting to change the narrative in how I wrote my ads that I was looking for a team. But also when I approached people. And my first, I'll tell you, my first team member was a 70 year old man who I worked with in the Yellow Pages. So he got to the end of his advertising career. And he said to me, I don't want to retire. And I said, well, do you have a mop, a bucket, a smartphone? Let's go. And so he took on my first five properties. And so he was my very first co-host. Now he was responsible for all guest messaging, meeting and greeting, flirting with guests. He had to clean the properties. He had to do the laundry and he was responsible for those homes. Excelled, absolutely excelled. And he is still there today, 76, he must be. So he's terrific. But I've got to say that I had a lot of mums, a lot of mums with school-aged children. So mums, if you're out there, you're listening, here is the greatest opportunity for you. Short-term rentals, our busiest time of the day is 10 a.m. till 2 p.m., in the turnover period. And guess what? That is school hours. So if you have got school-aged children, you're looking for an opportunity, this may just be for you. And that's where I was thinking. So I started, I started talking to mums and I just said to them, look, would you like a business opportunity? And I remember one lady, she had three little kids. She was from an administration background. And I just said, can you clean? And of course she can because she has a A family, good attention to detail. She could multitask. She was, you know, mums are pretty special people. So, so I was able to say to her, "Look, let me teach you short-term rentals. I'm going to show you how to message guests. I'm going to show you how to read a calendar. I'm going to show you how to what you need to do and the standards that I need taken care of in this property. But here's three properties for you." So she only wanted a few little properties, but I was happy for her to take her children with her. To those properties when she cleaned, so she could pop the Netflix on, or she could, you know, let them play, and off, she, off she went, you know. And I was it's quite often our guests got to meet the children as well, and the guests would mention them in the reviews, saying how cute were the kids, and actually that helped with five star reviews. So yeah, get some kids on your team. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, mums, mums or dads, you know, parents that are looking to do something, retirees. Students who want a little bit of extra income. I guess it's about attitude, finding somebody with the right attitude, attention to detail, if they can clean, good communication skills. I've got to tell you, I put one lady on, and this was a disaster. One lady on who I thought had great communication skills. Well, she did until in the afternoons her words started slurring. I found out she had a drinking problem. And uh, the more she drank, the more she slurred and the messages got really, yes, anyway. So we had to let her go, but all fun and games.
0: And so your model for anyone who's listening and isn't familiar with your model, you made your cleaners your co-hosts as well. So they took, correct me if I'm wrong, they took full responsibility not only for the care of the property itself, but also for messaging the guests and making sure they got in okay, correct?
1: They did indeed. So my role was the matchmaker. So I got to matchmake homeowners wanting a piece of short-term rentals, but maybe not having the time or the capacity with budding entrepreneurs, these co-hosts who wanted a business opportunity. And I was able to match those people together, worked beautifully because I also, the way that I worked with these co-hosts was that I profit shared and I would pay them the full cleaning fee plus 6% of the 25% I charged to the homeowners. So very good for me because i could see on every booking i was making 19 percent but the the co-hosts suddenly had this little business of their own and they were empowered they took pride in their work because one of the kpis the key performance indicators that i set for them was to have like 4.9 stars on every review and if they were um, struggling with the cleaning i would get them retrained or take a property off them. If they were showing capacity that they could handle more work, I would give them another property. And suddenly their portfolio of properties would grow. One young lady, Natalie, she was in her mid-20s. She had 23 properties that she had in her little portfolio. So any week she was earning probably four to $5,000 a week, And at 23 properties, she didn't clean herself. She actually employed cleaners under her. She had her mum, her sister working for her. And that was okay with me because at the end of the day, the contract was with Natalie. And if Natalie's properties dropped below 4.9 stars, we had a chat. And so, of course, that was her KPI she had to reach. And I didn't mind how she cleaned the property. I didn't mind how she did the laundry. It just had to get done. And it just had to stay at a certain standard.
0: Absolutely. That's brilliant. Okay. So I want to pivot if you're all right with it. And I want to ask you some questions inside what I call the lightning round.
1: <laughs> you you did this to me once before and you got me stuck on a few of these lightning questions. And so now, now I am shaking in my boots. Okay. Hit me.
0: All right. So I only ask that you respond with the very first thing that comes to mind. The first question is, where is your favorite place to vacation?
1: (gasps) Oh, you know what? In the last 16 weeks, I've done 11 weeks of international travel. So I've just kind of, so my brain is now going, oh, I I really, so I just went swimming in the Bahamas in the Caribbean and that St. John, oh my gosh. And oh, I love, yeah, well, there you go. Stacey said, John, I should have known it was going to be a great place, but oh my Lord. So I love that place, but I'm going to sneak a couple more in. I went to London for the first time. I am definitely going back there because there is so much to see. And one other place is, of course, Hawaii. So I love Honolulu, haven't discovered any of the other islands, but watch out world, I'm coming back. That is on my my vision board.
0: Okay, so the next question is, what's one place you've never been that you want to visit?
1: Okay, Maui. (laughs) All
0: right, Maui's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. All right, what is one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you started out in short-term rentals?
1: (laughs) Oh, that you can be fussy about what, types of properties you're taking on and what property owners you are dealing with. I look back now and feel like I was desperate and I was just taking anything and everyone just because I could. I wish I had been a little pickier and I would have saved myself some stress and heartache.
0: Great. All right. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
1: Oh, this is easy. Find something you love to do and then find someone to pay you to do it. (laughs) that is a great piece of advice.
0: <laughs> All right. And then what is one thing and or person that you're grateful for today?
1: You, I'm oh. grateful for you, Stacey. Look at the opportunity that you've given me today, but not only today, you have opened me up to a whole community of women that I've been able to help inspire, motivate, but that they've inspired me as well. So look, I'm really grateful to you, Stace, and, But I've got a friend as well, and she can see me on on screen. I've got tears already welling up in my eyes. So can we move on to the next question, please?
0: (laughs) Oh, well, okay. We are moving on. So before we wrap up, obviously you just mentioned, but you are an inspiration to so many women all around the world. And I think it's probably not very often that you take a step back and, and look in the mirror and go, wow, you've done something really amazing here. But I think you should if you haven't done that recently. And I guess my question is what's next for you?
1: Okay. So this comes back to one of your earlier questions about, and we were talking about vision and dreaming big and then dreaming bigger. Something I've always wanted to do is reality television. And guess what? We have got Netflix at the doorstep. So Netflix have come chasing. Not only me, but I've just been able to tell Stacy that our book that we co-authored, hospitable hosts. So Stacy, myself, and 38 other authors around the world, we have got our book being turned into a Netflix series. So exciting. So we've got the pilot being filmed very, very shortly. I get to present and narrate. I finally, I'm going to get onto reality TV. So, so very, very exciting news there. But also I'm doing a lot of, well, I've just emceed one of the biggest conferences in, in Australia. So I loved the emceeing work. So I'm hoping to do a lot more presenting, emceeing, stage work. I guess wherever I can influence and impact as many people as I possibly can, that's what I want to be doing because I just... I just feel that if people can see that I have done it, then they can understand that they can do it as well. And when I say that, I'm talking about changing your life for the better, finding that lifestyle balance, being able to be financially free. For those of the, I, and we didn't mention it here, but I did sell my business at 130 properties. I sold it, so you can build your businesses to sell, write a couple of best-selling books get onto reality TV, and then possibly I will be looking for George or Brad to fill fill the, uh, you know, plus one space. That's right.
0: George or Brad are going to be saying, where is Julie? Where is my Julie George?
1: <laughs> of course they will.
0: So if George or Brad or anyone else wants to find you online, Julie, where can they get in touch with you?
1: All right, bachelors, line it up. This is where you need to go. So folks, any social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you will find me if you just look up Julie George or Million Dollar Host you will find me. And I would encourage anybody who's listening now to reach out. I will answer eventually. I do offer 15-minute free Zoom calls if anybody wants to talk about short-term rentals I'm happy to get on a zoom call with you so I can send you a link to that once you message me on social media I will be taking applications and interviewing those bachelors so but ladies I'll talk to you as well you might have a brother for me uh, but, um, but folks jump onto milliondollarhost.com.au that's my website and of course the books million dollar host and hospitable hosts are available on Amazon Love it.
0: Julie, thank you so much, as always, for being you, number one, but number two, again, being such an inspiration and role model for so many of us out there. So thank you.
1: Aww, big hugs. Love, love. You. Thank you for having me. Ladies, thank you for listening and stay in touch. Okay, sister. Are you ready to start making your
0: short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com/strwebinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W2 and start building your dream life with 5 simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. Head over to stacystjohn.com slash STR webinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash STR webinar and I will see you there.